Welcome back to The Short Game. This is a show where we discuss short video games, the kind of games you can complete in an evening or a weekend, uh, but more importantly, the kind of games that dare to try things that longer, big-budget, big-deal games just can't dare to try. Uh, I'm your host, Reagan Kelly, or one of your hosts. I was missing last week. Well, that was super exciting to listen to an episode that I didn't record or edit. It was so neat, and uh, I was really excited to hear from my three co-hosts Great to be reunited with you guys. Laura Nash, how are you doing, Laura? Reunited feels so good. That's really cheesy. Oh, that was really cheesy. <laughs> but it does know, feel good. I couldn't good. resist it. I couldn't resist. I, I'm i not going to drop a music cue into the show because that's Please not the don't. kind of show this is, but it's playing in my heart. But it is the show for dad jokes. It, it is. Dad jokes have a, a warm place by the fire at the short game. And uh, Nate, master of dad jokes, how are you doing, Nate? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here. I feel like I should have had a dad joke in the in the uh, holster there. But well, I'm, you just think of one. You just think of one, and uh, tell me later, and I'll edit it in. Okay, I'll work on that. No pressure. And uh, Shane, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, those of you who were missing Reagan last week, uh, I'm sorry. I accidentally asked him for about two hours of room tone, and uh, <laughs> he couldn't speak for the entire recording session. Well, yeah, he was there. He just so uh, to our listeners, I apologize for the the break in our recording schedule. There, um, uh, as you may have seen on my Twitter, because I'm sure you're all glued to it. I've been moving, and uh, that kind of no, 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 my no. Life. Yeah, and then yeah, okay. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, all kinds of stuff happening. I've been traveling. I've been in and out of boxes. The Witcher Three. Okay. All right. <laughs> You got it's the Witcher. It was 3. The Witcher Three. I have been unable to play any video games except The Witcher Three. Um, I only just barely managed to pry myself away from The Witcher Three in order to play this week's selection, which is Framed, uh, an iOS game. Thank God, because I, you know, if it had been on the PS4, I don't think I would have been able to to turn off The Witcher Three. Um, Laura, you brought this game to us, right? Yeah, I I usually love to uh, play anything that PAX 10 has available. Um, the Penny Arcade kind of indie showcase they do every year. Um, and also when we were looking at some of our other games, um, got IndieCade Love. Um, this and Donut City were two of the games that I kind of eyed for, um, you know, something interesting and weird and short. For the the show, Wait, I think that I had um, seen this, but I don't know what Donut City is, and that's the most amazing title. What is Donut City? It sounds fantastic. Donut City isn't formally out yet, but you play a hole that is sucking things into you. Interesting. <laughs> I, wow. I can't wait for this game to come out. That was not what I was expecting. <laughs> no, it really did not. No, I was expecting <laughs> like a lemonade stand simulator with donuts or something. Yeah, nope. you play the the hole at the center, basically of a donut. You're the you're the donut hole. You're the donut hole. Wow. Yes. So not like a nugget of dough. You're a uh, you're an actual donut hole. You're a that's void. even weirder concept than that game. I am bread. Yeah. Or was it you are bread? We are we bread. All are bread. Aren't we all? It's a communist so, bread party. So when you're the donut hole, <laughs> is there is there actually the donut around you that you don't control? Or do you just know that you are a donut hole because you're being told you're a donut hole? Like, do you actually see the donut around I, you? Uh, the, the game is that you, I think, are a separate concept from a donut. But I We're, think you're introduced first from a donut hole. And I think the hole breaks out and is um, basically you run around a town like eating things into the hole 
it, it, I've only I, seen the demo. I, I it think we're going to really have cool. to follow up on this later. <laughs> yeah. is, a hole, <laughs> is a hole without a donut around it still a donut hole? It, this it'll is an interesting question. probably actually be a game we want to play when it comes out. These are the questions that are going to keep me up at night until we get a chance to play that. But um, What is humanity? What is a donut It's hole? important that people are finally asking these questions, though. You know? And through video games, the appropriate medium to, which to explore such things. Yes. So, Framed, the other game <laughs> I was really excited for <laughs> to that we yes. actually played, and I know something about other than a minute and a half video, um... Framed, if anyone's read uh, Scott McCloud's Understanding Comics, Framed is basically a graphic novel game. Um, That book is a comic about comics, and basically it says that the space between panels is the story, that all of comics basically is the white space between them. This game is basically, you put panels in order, and you control the white space because you control the order. And as the people pass between the panels and animates through, you get to do different puzzles to change the sequence of events. The mechanic is actually kind of hard to explain without seeing it in motion. Um, when I first saw the images for this game and I hadn't seen the trailer, um, I kind of understood, okay, it's a game where we're sorting comic book panels, but I didn't really understand how actually dynamic that is. Um, visually, the game is beautiful. It um, The art style is kind of this halfway between uh, the sort of colorful, but also black and white silhouetted art style of the iPod commercials from back in the like early 2000s with a kind of a jazz soundtrack and character models that reminded me Reagan a lot filters of all of his aesthetics through old apple ads yes so. it's like the i'm a mac i'm a piece no sorry it's uh no. <laughs> it's and the plot's just like the 1984 ad <laughs> no. uh the, the the characters the character models are a lot like the avengers and i'm not talking about the marvel avengers i'm talking about the like mrs peel like bbc series avengers uh, it's a sort of a British spy story. Yeah, you know, the the one everyone knows. <laughs> it's a little Saul Bassy. It's like the silhouettes, black and white, and it's black and white silhouettes running through a colorful world. Yeah. Thank you for that summation. <laughs> the actual non-referential explanation. Yeah, this is why you. our uh, shows last an hour and a half, guys. Because <laughs> we can't describe a silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an iPad game. It's right. I mean, did you guys play it on the iPad or? I did. Yeah, I really liked. Um, I liked having the touch controls to kind of like it feels feels good. I like reading comic books on my iPad, and so this felt like fun to hold and fun to play with. I was really, I actually looked on their website when I was first going to play this game and their press release says it's on Steam and then you click the link and it goes nowhere. And so I think that they initially had planned to release this on Steam and may still plan it, but at the moment it's iOS only. And I think it's universal for iPhone and iPad. Nate, did you, I don't think you have an iPad, right? Did you play this on an iPhone? Yeah, I played it on my iPhone 5S and it was fine. I played it, uh, with headphones on, which I think is the single best decision I made when playing that game. The soundtrack is awesome, which mm-hmm. I know we'll get later, but uh, it was fine. Um, you know, it doesn't require any, um, there's there's a little bit of time where like timing is, is important, but for the most part, you have the time to like think about the puzzles and solve them um, on, on your own time, I guess. So I, I didn't feel constricted by the small screen. It was fine. Uh, I think an iPad would be better just because it's a be- it's very beautiful and I'd like to have seen bigger, but it was fine on my iPhone. 
The cool thing about, um, in addition to the graphics, the word framed is kind of a play on words because the whole piece is kind of a, you're running away with a briefcase from bad guys. That's pretty much the plot. There's There seemed to be a lot of twists and turns that I was having trouble following. Um, different people I have what the briefcase no idea reasons. what happened <laughs> yeah um, I think the game is really stylish yeah. and the puzzle mechanic is really cool um, what's interesting is I could you could almost call this a platformer even though it's really a, a tile sliding puzzle game at its heart but because the the way that the characters move between panels is this almost platformer like you know kind of puzzle but the story is probably the one big criticism I have for it it, it is all told through visuals. You know, you're you're seeing your series of characters running away from people, trying to evade the police, trying to keep control of this uh, suitcase or briefcase. But I have no idea what the relationships were between these characters, or what exactly was causing them to run away, or if they were successful at the end. I mean, it was it was pretty tricky for me to understand what was actually. I, yeah. I don't know. Were we good guys? Were we bad guys? There were guys who didn't like us, but uh, I guess we were probably good guys. And I think there were three that were on a team, but it seemed like one of them wasn't on the team. Um, I, I frankly have no idea what <laughs> May was have going been a on. double cross at some point. I don't know. Well, I think someone had to have been framed, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> Laura, what's your assessment like, of the story? Well, I was going to say there's a, you know, very minor spoiler. Um, when you think you've finished the game, you can keep playing with extra mechanics, and then there's a real ending with the credits. Um, did you guys what? play that far? No. I played what? like two more levels it, after beating it, but I didn't know to keep going. It's very slight. So a, a bizarre thing about this game is you finish the game, you you know you get the MacGuffin. The end of the there's the end of kind of a storyline and then it starts repeating levels but there's a little bit different mechanic um so the way that you play the levels is that you there are certain movable panels and certain fixed panels so suddenly more panels are moved or there's more guards or things rotate that didn't before oh no you play i missed about this another, entirely you replay the first 10 levels maybe and then um you get to a scene where there is a death of sorts and then there's a different conclusion to that scene, and that's and then you get the credits. Fascinating. Okay, so, so I, I completely missed that, and now I'm really frustrated because I yeah. uh, I, I kind there's of no thought cluing that, that yeah, that's yeah. happening. It looks like you get what looks like a conclusion, and then you're back at the first puzzle scene again. And I played like two of them, and I didn't really notice a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that is identical to what I did. Yeah, that's really strange that they hide it so it's, much. It's, it's an Easter egg okay. ending, basically. Wow. It's a complete Easter egg ending. Okay, so I'm going to have to go back and play that uh, the, those last few levels again because I had no idea. So so the story obviously isn't what carries you through this game. It, as kind of mysterious as things are, it's not a very clear story. But the mechanics are pretty freaking cool. Um so the best way I would have of describing it, and we've already kind of touched on this, but to give you an example, the very first puzzle that you have is uh, your character, the man with the briefcase, uh, dives out a window and tries to kind of uh, slide down a rope, and a guard is shooting at him. And in the first panel, a, uh, uh, a the guard shoots, and he hits the man, and then in the next panel, you see that the the shot has disturbed a bird which flies away. 
and you can reverse the order of those two panels so that instead the bird flies away first, hitting the guy with the gun in the face uh, or disturbing him so that he misses his shot. And it's uh, it starts off very simple like that and builds and builds until you have these pages with uh, half a dozen or more panels, each of which has slightly different little elements in it. And depending on how the character enters the panel or leaves the panel, um, different things might happen. So, for example, if you walk up to a guard and they see you, then obviously you're caught and you have to start over. If you walk up behind the guard, then you'd be able to hit them on the head and proceed past. Um, <laughs> Can I just – I think this is the best moment to say this. I don't think there's a game ever with worse guards than the oh guards. Oh, my God. These guards are atrocious. <laughs> I like seriously like – Unless you are like waving your arms in front of them, they do not see you. You'll open up doors right behind them. You'll walk like basically brushing against their backs and they don't see you. You have to literally walk directly in front of them to be seen. Uh, and they also like get knocked unconscious incredibly easily. Like just a just a little thwack with the briefcase and, and they're down. Well, I think that's probably why the briefcase is so important to the plot. It's a briefcase that's essentially the ultimate weapon. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's it's the that's the best definition. Briefcases. Yeah, it also while holding it grants your footsteps uh, pure silence, and you can also like climb straight up poles and stuff with yeah, no absolutely. problem. My favorite thing, my favorite dumb guard moment is when there's a scene where there's a lot of guards mm-hmm. with flashlights, and if you can just walk around them, you're fine. As long as they are not pointing the flashlight at you directly at you, you're walking directly behind them. There's no no concept that you exist. Yeah. It's Pretty really great. funny. It's I mean, they had to do it that way because it's like all just kind of you're not literally controlling your character. But one of the things I did enjoy about the game, uh, I enjoyed a lot about it, but one thing that was really cool is that they animated every tile to be able to deal with every sort of uh possibility. You like no matter which way you came at it, there was something. And and I found the best way to like kind of figure out the puzzle if I was stuck and they're not really that difficult, but some of them got a little tricky was to make sure I watched the animation every time of the character entering into that frame. Cause sometimes they would do things that were, were unexpected. Cause it might just be like, I don't know, a, a, a staircase with a door uh, that's kind of like underneath the staircase. And I would think that if you came from one way, you'd go down the staircase and go right past the door, but no, they go down the staircase, turn around and go through that door. And so you kind of have to like, visualize it in order to complete the puzzle. So sometimes when it was really tricky, I would just set up events to where my character would enter into that frame at every different angle. So I might be able to kind of get a bigger picture idea of how to solve it. Yeah. It it really stunned me with the animation in particular here. Like there's so much variety to the animation. It's really active and it really looks to me like they probably filmed human beings actually doing this stuff and then rotoscoped it. Like, it's really alive. There's no <laughs> Did set Did it not strike you as maybe a, um, a 3D animation that was then kind of cel-shaded or something like that? Maybe, yeah. I really don't know how they accomplished it exactly, but it the animation is just incredibly smooth, and it never really looks like it's repeating itself. It looks very alive, very I'd like to be, I'd like to be the, that actor, because they're just like, okay, now sneak 
uh, this way while holding a briefcase. Okay, now sneak up these stairs while holding this briefcase. Sneak past this guy on the toilet. It might have been, if it was an actor, it would be like their biggest break. And it's like, oh, but you can't tell who I am at all. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now sneak around this corner and then sneak past this guard. Get him a lot of really good Pink Panther gigs coming up. Yeah, Pink Panther is a good kind of comparison for kind of the tone. I hope you're going to be dropping music uh, into it. One of the, oh, one of the of things course. that they do really, really well is uh, most of the action noises where, where there might be a gunshot or like windows breaking or something. It's all uh, like drum noises, um, which might sound kind of cheesy like Casio drum sounds, but no, it's like a jazz set that like, because it's all choreographed, it normally fits into the music really well. Um, you know, someone, he busts through a window and it's a cymbal crash. And then they're firing at him and it's like th- thump thump of like a bass drum or something. And it, is, it really adds to the kind of aesthetic of it. Yeah, it's a really cool jazz sound. It reminded me a little bit of Cowboy Bebop, um, which is a kind of a weird association. I'm really not a jazz guy, so I tend to associate a lot of this sort of up-tempo, interesting, dramatic jazz with that, but it has that kind of feeling if that uh, if that clues you in a little bit. And obviously, I'm going to drop as much of this as I can scrape together. I don't think they have a, a soundtrack for this game out, um, but they should because it's got great fun music. Yeah, if you've happened to have been playing along with us, uh, if you played Gunpoint, I think some of the music was a little similar to Gunpoint. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. This is better, though. Gunpoint was yeah. a little bit too smooth jazz for my taste, whereas this is very up-tempo and cool. what your favorite mechanic was because there was basically you could switch panels you could rotate panels which is my favorite um then you can change a horizontal panel to a vertical panel and everything shifts around it that was my favorite aha moment of the game that was really cool and the coolest thing about that was the way that um those panels that you could rotate they looked like they had they had very cunningly made each of those panels such that you could rotate it to any angle and believe that it was right side up like, uh, is that thing a, a wall unit, AC unit, or something sticking out of the ground? It, depending on the way you turn it, it kind of looks right either way. Uh, and the character would move through it correctly either way. That was really neat. And then the last one was replaying tiles. like re- So you could move things, and they would kind of refresh, and you could yeah. move them after. But my favorite still was the horizontal vertical. I think that was so yeah. cool. I thought the, the replaying tiles uh, was probably the the biggest addition to the to the game though that made it the most like complicated yeah getting kind of late too yeah yeah exactly um i think the game is technically broken into chapters um though again i have no idea what was happening at any point so near (laughs) near the end uh there i think it was like the fourth chapter um it uh like basically once someone passed through a, a tile there'd be a real quick little clock on it uh like a little timer and once that was done you could grab it and the game would freeze and you could put it back into another spot and possibly having someone pass through it again. Your main character at this point is a lady who runs by like a baggage uh, cart in front of a train and she knocks them all over and you just keep passing through it. But if you pass through that one again, it's now stairs up to uh, like a next level that you need to get to. Not only like going through them again, but like going through and in 
impacting the environment or something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. and then and then using that to solve the puzzle. And they do that in some really cool ways. Yeah, they give you a little bit of a hint of that very early on, where there's a moment where you're, uh, depending on the order that your character goes through a certain scene, at one point he picks up an axe, and then suddenly he has an axe in every subsequent panel and can interact with things that way. And it, it really opened things up when I realized, okay, depending on when he picks up the axe, he'll do different things with the axe. So there's all these really interesting um, little discoveries you make as you're playing through the game in what's really a short game. Like this is, what did, what did it take you guys? Like two hours? For for a two hour game, this is an incredible number of little discoveries. Yeah, it's it, I think it's designed to be an hour to two hours depending on how much you like watching the replay animations. Because if someone gets impatient, realizes they lost and restarts, but I always like seeing the guy do, you know, get caught or die or, you know, yeah. fall out the window or maybe I just like seeing little animated characters die. <laughs> I think we should talk about that at a later date, but uh, I uh, I liked watching it all the way to the end. Not just because, yeah, it was it was like it was well handled, but also you kind of need to learn to kind of see like okay when they pass through the tile, like you don't. I'd almost like build it incrementally, you know, like okay, I'm pretty sure I've got the first two tiles right. Where do I need to land? Like what what is messing me up? I need to be this point at the end to to beat it. So how do I do it? And I needed to watch it all the way through every time to be able to properly like visualize what was working and what wasn't working. I would say this is a really amazing little two hour experience on your iPad or your iPhone or whatever. If you want to sit down and have a cool experience on that device, this is about as polished as one of the, the type of games can get. I will say, and I would, I never say this, this game was almost too short for me, um, like I wanted more. I uh, I thought the game was incredible. Well, Obviously, apparently there worth, was Reagan, some more. Yeah, you didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah, I I feel bad now uh, saying that. But I, I I wanted more of this game. I wanted it to be a little longer, just a little. Yeah, and the biggest flaw to me um, is that um, is the the false ending, and also that there's no menu, there's no progress bar, which is great. It keeps you immersive, but. Um, you know, there's no way you can have two people playing this game at the same time, the yeah. same device. And, yeah. you know, I, I was playing with uh, people at work and I wanted to show a level that I just beat. There's no going back. You, yeah. you must move forward. Um, you can only reset it by completing or going to the settings menu and restarting it. Yeah. Um, and I would have loved annoying. a way not just to go back and pick an old puzzle and, and play back through it to kind of show it off to people, but I would have loved a way to just hit play from the beginning and watch my progress. Like I would have really enjoyed just being able to roll the time back and see the action without once I'd assembled everything without having to go back in and, and redo all of the puzzles. I think it would have been kind of neat to to play through it like a movie. I don't know. Maybe we would have understood the plot. Yeah, that's kind of where that <laughs> I came don't, from. I don't think so. You don't think so? But it doesn't matter. Like, I, I know I'm kind of, like, harping on it. Just it's, it's a joke, you know, to make fun of it at this point. But uh, it's a really fun game, you know, and I think it's a really clever game. Um, I, I can't think of any tile swapping. The only, like, <laughs> tile swapping game I can even think of are those, like, old like it's like it's a cat face, but it's oh the nine tiles are all swapped around and you have to like oh like the little yeah. <laughs> like the little toys like that's yeah. the only tile swapping game I think I've played until this one. <laughs> I had a couple of things that I have a question for you guys, and that is, do you think this mechanic would work for something that was way more story focused? Maybe, maybe the hard part is all of the like failures that you have. 
Um, I think they could have done a little bit better job explaining to me who I am. And like, I think, uh, I know it, it wouldn't have fit the theme, but maybe some, some dialogue at, at some mm-hmm. point explaining like why we have this briefcase or something would have given me enough. Cause it's clear you're running with a briefcase. Like I get that, you know, but the why and the who is where it's missing. Um, but all the times it fails, like, I don't know, it might be hard to keep like a, good through line if you're constantly having to restart and rewatch. I do feel like I'd love to see somebody experiment with this further because this is the first time I can remember seeing this mechanic ever. And that's not, that's not a common thing. I mean, that's one of the reasons I love the games we talk about on this show. They so often bring something new that I haven't seen before, but this is something really new. I've never played a game that works like this before. You know what it actually reminded me of? Uh, It reminded me of the movie Big, do you remember uh, in the, in the movie one of my uh, piece of software that he made yes. was like a like it was supposed to be like a video game that's like unlimited comic books? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I, I don't know if you guys ever played Comic Dumper. Um, it's by Twisted Pixel, the guys who did um, Explosion Man. No, I've never and, heard of that. Um, so it doesn't have the reordering mechanic but in that you play a hero that is jumping from comic book to comic book and each levels in a different comic book style or genre hmm. so your weapons change to fit the genre um and the the design changes to fit the genre so the idea is that you're kind of playing through someone's comic book collection that's cool that's i mean cool. i i go all the way back with that to uh, comic zone that's on I, genesis i'm literally yeah. looking at images of it on google image right now i played an absurd amount of Comic Zone on yeah, my. But Sega Comic Zone, I think, was essentially just a beat 'em up. Um, it, yeah. it didn't take that the the idea of taking those panels and changing the order of them. That I think That's is the, the, the big invention of this game, and I, I think it's totally worth playing just to see something totally new. Um, it's cooler than it sounds, really. Like it's it doesn't even really convey it to see a video of the game. It's something that you make discoveries every time you move one of these tiles. Or I know the designers said they did a lot of uh, paper prototyping um, to decide what the first set was for every puzzle, um, and I think it really shows because it's never in the right order, but it always has a satisfying. If you just let it play out and you know let the character die or get caught, there's. You know, it, it it's not too close to the final answer, but it's not the, the answer is not just move every panel one over and you're fine. It's sometimes they make it. Sometimes they make it like all the way to the end and then nearing the end and then mess up. And it's like, but in order to change it, you know, the panels swap places when you move them. So you kind of have to. It's hard to just reorder stuff in like an order in your mind because you have they all swap themselves entirely. They don't all just switch to the left when you move one in. So you have and to many like, panels look similar, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes the size and shape of the panels is really important and you can't swap something exactly where you think maybe it should go. So So one of the things that I I thought was going to be really cool going into it, and I just feel like is a missed opportunity, not not really necessarily even a critique on this level, but it was a missed opportunity, was there's a level early on in the game that takes place on a uh, big, long billboard. And the billboard, when you come into the level, says Love Shack. 
and the I was like, Love developer. Shack. That's kind of weird. Now, I didn't make the connection immediately to the name of the developer. So I was like, okay, man, this is really clever. I bet I have to make an anagram out of this. You're shuffling around the panels. You're also shuffling around the letters in the words Love Shack. So I was racking my brain trying to figure out what an anagram for Love Shack was. Yeah. And it turns out that had nothing to do with the puzzle. And so I got really stuck on that one for a while because I was paying completely close attention to the background and no attention to what the characters were doing. I was really bummed at that because I thought that would have been a really amazing opportunity if they had figured out a, a way to make that an anagram. And I was expecting the same thing as you are. Yeah. I was really, I thought it was going to be an anagram. And then I was like, that's so cool. Yeah, what does I know it say? we all were. I can, om- I, like, I'm willing to bet that literally every single person that played this game had the exact same emotion as we did. Like, That's this funny. is going to be sweet. And then, nope, oh. man, totally nope. did not. <laughs> What's a schlurvlack? <laughs> yeah, well, it's easy for me to sit back and be like, that'd be cool. Quick, what's an anagram for Love Shack? Shovelack? Bell hack. Uh, I don't know. We have computers for this, Reagan. I'm finding out right now. Excellent. This is good, good, good radio. Hack solve. <laughs> there we go. Really? Hack solve? Yeah. I, I would have been okay with hack solve. How about cask hovel? Mm, not, not as okay with that one. Shave lock. Yep. That's it. Shave lock. This might be why they didn't anagram, guys. O- o- oval hex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm writing a letter to them. I'm going to make sure they know. That your game is fantastic, except make the billboard a little yeah. cooler. Change the name of your company. Do this over. <laughs> we recorded an entire episode about your game, and we want you to know <laughs> we were very disappointed that that was not an anagram. Otherwise, it was lovely. Otherwise, it was lovely. <laughs> and I totally recommend it. So the game costs five bucks on the App Store. You can get it for your iPhone or your... Um, no, not Android. It's iOS only, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, you can get it for your uh, iPad or iPhone for five bucks. It's universal. Um, it'll take you about two hours to play, and I totally recommend doing so. Um, so even if you're not really an iPhone, iPad gamer, um, we're really at a point right now where there's tons of really interesting little experiences doing really innovative, cool things on iOS. And if you're interested in games as art or game design as a sort of an iterative process of discovery and finding out cool new things. You can't afford not to be playing iOS games just because you're not into into mobile games. I don't know if I'm speaking to the right audience here. We talk about a lot of iOS on this show. So if you don't like iOS games, I don't really know why you continue to listen to our show. But if you have, play this game on your iPad. It'll it'll make your mind up about it. And if you don't have an iPad, go buy one of those. They only cost like $750, right? <laughs> you can play um, this on a phone, guys. I did, and it was fine. And I've I've said before, like, on what games I think don't work on the iPhone. Um, and I think this game works just as well on iPhone. So do it. Play the game. So before we head out, um, this has been a little while since I got a chance to chat with you guys. What have you been up to? Laura, what have you been up to this week? Uh, well, I had kind of a schizophrenic week because I watched Inside Out, uh, which was lovely. Oh, oh my gosh, man. I haven't seen it yet. I saw um, it. I saw it yesterday. And, um, I, I actually took a selfie and sent it to our mutual friend Patrick Seba um, because I had so much mascara under my eyes. From I only cried in one scene, but apparently I made it worth it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I sat next to a grown man, not my boyfriend, on the other side, a grown man who was openly weeping the whole time next to his children who were just laughing. Aww. 
Yeah, uh, definitely top five Pixar film for me, and maybe top three. Um, Wally wow. is still my favorite, but wow, uh, it's fantastic. Me too. And um, I, I don't know. Being a decent Pixar film is an accomplishment for any film. I still think that they do some of the best work. Yeah, it's up there. Ratatouille, Wally, uh, Inside Out. I think they're wow. Incredibles. I think they're like it's in the pantheon of of great movies. But I. I I say it's schizophrenic because I also the other thing I did this week was I played a lot of uh, the Telltale Game of Thrones series, which is this polar opposite <laughs> thing I possibly could have done. Mm. I uh, actually partially saw Inside Out because uh, Jamie and I went to a drive-in movie theater to watch Chris Pratt in his uh, dino epic Jurassic World, and uh, it was playing to the left. So out of the corner of my eye. I kept seeing Inside Out characters, you know, doing whatever it is they're doing in that film. And all I can tell is that it looks like a bunch of glowing orbs and people smiling and or grimacing at each other. Looks great. Well, (laughs) I guess that's one way to describe it. It's fantastic. I I loved it. Um, Molly and I went to see it uh, in a a, uh, theater full of mostly kids, uh, which was fine. Uh, Most of them were fine most of the time. We did think it was really funny because we both walked in holding beers uh, but you know, <laughs> it's it's a Pixar movie though. God, I miss that about St. Louis. You can like, drink beer in the movie theaters. Yeah, there. all of them. you. Wait, you can't do it there. No, that's why we went to the drive-in to see what, Jurassic World. What kind of hellscape do you live in? Beers I know. In the... <laughs> you did a drink and drive-in. Yes, we. I mean, don't don't, don't drink don't, and drive-in. <laughs> don't don't say that out loud. <laughs> but um, uh, no, no one listens to this, right? No cops yeah. anyway. Cops, <laughs> cops, get out. No, it's the law. If 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 there's a cop listening, they have to tell you. <laughs> Otherwise, it's entrapment. Exactly. Yeah. So tweet at the show at the short gant <laughs> underscore short game and tell Reagan where he can go to get processed. Okay. Actually, that uh, one of my favorite Twitter handles. Uh, it, it, I don't even know if it runs anymore, but it was uh, not a cop. And it would just be like, hey, guys, looking to do some hard drugs tonight. Where's all the drugs? <laughs> and <laughs> terrible, but funny every time. Uh, as for myself, um, I s- went and saw Inside Out. Um, so that was fun. Um, I've been playing a lot Ooh. of iOS games besides Framed. Uh, I've been digging some Fallout Shelter, which we kind of talked on the last episode. Um, I've had some really catastrophic vaults and a really good one. Uh, and I've still been playing Hearthstone, which we haven't talked for a little while about that. But uh, I've gotten pretty into that game lately. Um, just built a Murloc Warlock deck. So Fun. that was, yeah, yeah. It's it's really obnoxious to play against. Having been beaten by them before, it's... Well, the whole like, point of all games like that is essentially griefing, right? So Yeah, kind of. There's like a weird metagame to that where like... like <laughs> It's so stupid. I hate it, but it's like I got beat the right way. Like good, good game, sir. And then if you beat them with like a stupid, they're like, "Well, that's like that's stupid." Like like face hunter people hate. Yeah. It's like it's like not fair. Oh, not fair. You beat me with. I, I, I hate. I don't know. It's obnoxious. And Murloc deck might be the epitome of like. It's not even that good. But when you get beat by it, you're like, it's, it's so stupid because it's just a bunch of little frogs that like you have to have all of them to. Uh, mm-hmm. Make it worthwhile. Um, yeah, I, I've I played a few with a few of the Murloc. They were right in the base decks uh, when you I was first getting started, and they all have like add bonuses to each other, right? So yeah, and it, if you it, get them all out at the same time, it's like Mega Frogs. It's awesome when it works because you drop all these like you know one like the deck is almost entirely one and two mana creatures, and the problem with that is that like if someone has 
a way of removing them, you're basically useless and you die really fast. But if they don't kill your stuff fast enough, you can get out just like four, five, six of these little weak creatures that all buff each other. And then like two turns later and you're looking at like you have six things that used to be one ones and now they're all like five fives and six fives. And there's just like, I had somebody quit on the second turn against me because I had, because <laughs> I had a really good first turn and a really good second turn. And by the end of the second turn, I forget how it worked out, but I had like two, four, fours and a three, three on the board. And they were just like, obviously like, fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> and They just quit. And that was my earliest victory. Uh, but I bought, I've lost more than I've won with it. Um, but when I win, it's fantastic. <laughs> Shane, what have you been up to this week? Oh, I've, I've been up to a couple of things. Uh, I have been really mainlining uh, Shadow of Mordor. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, it's not I, a game. I that, completed that recently and I, 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 I liked it, right? Like, it's pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, I've only played. I'm not even sure if I'm going to finish it uh, because I just feel like the first area of it was so good and I'm. I'm running into some like weird issues with it in the second area. Uh, but the, the first kind of like big Mordor experience there really feels it's a great feeling game. They've really yeah. um, mastered the kind of it's the same kind of thing as this new Batman game. It's these brawling open world sprawling beat em up games. Yeah, uh, it, it never really tops that initial area, which is super cool. Um, but you do get some really cool powers later on in the game that are just so much fun to have that I would say you should probably try to keep with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I started to see that opening up as I got in there. I, I kind of ground, uh, grinded on the, <laughs> around on the first area a little bit. That's right. And, uh, unlocked, I think most of the powers now. So I've only just gotten into the second area and I have almost everything. Nice. Uh, so it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting game. It just mostly in the polish. I'm really, really liking how pretty and you know fluid this game is. Yeah, not new, but really fun. I had a mm-hmm. I had a ton of fun with it. It went on sale, and it continues to go on sale all the time now. So if it's something that you overlooked because it was you know a licensed game, um, and maybe you're not a big Lord of the Rings fan, um, I would I would definitely give it a shot if you have the time. It's it's not even all that long. I think I completed the game in. Um, like 15 hours. It's about a 15 hour game. Uh, I think it's like 15 and a half on how long to beat for just the main quest. Mm-hmm. But and it's it, also really fun to just hunt those orcs. Yeah, so yeah. They, they have this really, really fascinating varied. thing where you uh, you get basically an org chart for Sauron's army and uh, you, you can kind of like pick out boss orcs that you want to either kill to allow weaker orcs to take their places and, uh, or you can eventually like mind control some of the orcs. So you're kind of taking apart the army from the inside by ambushing the leadership. It's interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. It, I'm supposed to really borrow neat. that game from a, uh, from a buddy and need to play it. Have you guys played, um, infamous second son? No. Any, any of you no. recent PS4, um, acquirers, uh, that was like the first game I played fully through on the PS4. And it's also like a 15 hour beat em up fun, open world fighting game. And it's still one of the most fun games I've played on the PS4. Yeah. That's one I keep meaning to, to give a try. And I think I'm going to probably pick it up when it starts going on sale a little cheaper. I have to imagine it will soon. Cause it was, I don't think it was necessarily a launch title, but it was right there with the launch. Like the guys who designed it helped 
had some say in the designing of the PS4 controller. Like they were wow. kind of integrated into the into the launch. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I really like those. I haven't played any of the Arkham games, but I watched a buddy play the new mm. one. Uh, just and it reminded me a lot of Infamous. Yeah, the Arkham games had a huge impact on that style of gameplay. I. I can't wait to play that. I can't wait to play the new uh, Arkham game, but I am approximately 50% of the way through The Witcher 3. And I, what is that, 200 hours? You've yeah, put in? yeah, about 200 hours. And uh, <laughs> and that's going to take me the rest of my life to finish. So with any luck, I'll uh, I'll see you guys on the PlayStation 5. Um, so there's only other one other thing that I'm doing, and that is um, playing a lot of Dungeons & Dragons. That's oh, eating up a lot of my time. It really is, it really is nice. And the, the most fun thing about it right now is that up to this point, because I was playing a new system, a new fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons is out now uh, from Wizards of the Coast, for those of you who should go out and buy it, because uh, it's awesome. Uh, but the, I've been playing through a, a pre-made adventure, but I've started dropping in my own creations in there. And in order to do that, I did a lot of reading about, you know, it's been a long time since I designed my own dungeon. Mm-hmm. And so I did a lot of online reading about like, ideas for it and how to do it. And I found this uh, article, or there's several articles on the same subject, of creating these five-room dungeons. And it's an idea I'm just really obsessed with now. Uh, and it's uh, something I'll, I'll get into it sometime. Uh, so I'm looking for a chance to play D&D with you guys again. I know we've had a, a little bit of fun with it. But uh, that was a ton trying of fun. to set that up. It's, uh, it's really getting to be... Um, I'm really finally feeling like I have a good control over like the system and and keeping the game fun. So it's really cool. I can't wait to uh, to play again. And maybe we'll get a chance to record it and put some of it out on the feed. If if you're interested in hearing that sort of thing, listeners, let us know. I don't know how much crossover there is between um, people who listen to this podcast and people who would be interested in listening to a bunch of people playing Dungeons and Dragons, which can be a train wreck. Uh, so who knows if it would be any good? We'll see. Um, I would love to do that. Yeah, my group has died. Um, no one in my group has died. Everyone's just gotten very successful <laughs> or busy or, you know, engaged or, you know, there's, we had a group of five Those people. are all mutually exclusive. <laughs> well, with playing Dungeons and Dragons, they are. Well, I'm know, afraid nice. that's true. You know, yeah. two people are directing show, three have weddings in the next month. Like the D&D group is just on semi-permanent hiatus. Oh, so. Happily married been, dungeon master, yeah. guys. Yes, I'm so glad because you would actually be It is be possible. Around. I'm ready to bust out Romango and have a good time with you guys. Uh, still have never played, but, you know, I'm ready to wing it. Hey, Reagan, what have you been up to this week? Uh, well, I mean, obviously The Witcher 3, but um, in between sessions of The Witcher 3 uh, and Framed, I've played a couple of other games that I... Uh, well, Laura, what have you done to me? Why did you I do have this to me? Gifted you. No, you must build a boat. Oh, uh, see, and enriched your life immeasurably. You know, I never played. What is it? A hundred thousand? The 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 a one million. before a million? Okay, it's all zeros. I can't read it. Um, th- I never played the game before this. Um, but I had played a I lot. I tried to of convince you to play it. Game. You did. Yeah, you totally did. But I, I I I don't know. I hadn't really gotten completely sucked into a match three puzzle game in a long time. This one is owning my life right now on on the iPhone. So apart from when I'm not playing The Witcher 3, which is, you know, just barely enough time to eat, 
um, I'm playing uh, 100,000. Fortunately, I can play that and eat at the same time. So, You're playing You Must Build a excuse Boat. Excuse me, I'm, I'm playing You Must Build a Boat. Um, you Must Build a Boat is amazing. It's on the iPhone. I think it's on Android too, is it? Mm-hmm. There's also it's, so. it's also on Steam, which I think is pretty cool. And I've been kind of thinking about buying it there just so I could play it on my computer while I'm doing work, quote unquote. Um, it's, it's super, super good. It's a match three puzzle game that uh, sort of has a little tiny RPG up at the top of the screen. Uh, It's almost sort of like a little endless runner where your little character is running through a dungeon. Uh, He will meet up with a monster and you have to match tiles in order to defeat the monster uh, or open the chest or whatever. And depending on what type of monster or type of encounter he's having up on the top of the screen, you're trying to match different types of tiles. And I thought I had completely kicked the match three monkey off my back. I thought I was done with match three games forever. This game has sucked me back in hardcore. It's super, super fun. So uh, thank you, Laura, for recommending it. It feels good to always win. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. actually the smartest decision he made. You you play until you can't. Like you, the, the sessions are really short. Like you, you play until eventually you get bumped off of the screen, which usually takes under five minutes, which is perfect. I actually just lost one while you were explaining it. Yes, but you never lose because every time you lose, it says you won. <laughs> and it's like, I, I don't know why it's so demoralizing to play a game where you lose all the time. The fact that it just says you won when you lose, <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. wonderful. It, it changes the experience completely. I wish all games did that. Headshot, you win. <laughs> you caught that bullet with your head. <laughs> uh, for a game called You Must Build a Boat, there's surprising little bo- little boat building in the uh, in the major gameplay. I haven't made it very far, but I have to. I did not know anything about it other than Laura screaming for me to play it. Um, I didn't know it was a match three game or roguelike kind of. I had no idea. I was expecting some sort of like boat building game and like the big <laughs> like picture Minecraft? well it's maybe like something boatcraft. boatcraft something that has to do with building a boat and yeah the big picture story is that you're building a boat but like the gameplay has nothing to do with building a boat well apparently he picked the name because the previous game had a name that was ungoogleable yeah, googleable well <laughs> this, this game is, is googleable <laughs> it is my favorite game title you must build a boat is the most intriguing thing the app though is on your phone is actually hashtag Y-M-B-A-B, which I think is pretty funny. He learned his publicity lesson. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) S-E-O. Apart from that game, the one game that's been completely absorbing my time this week, which I won't really discuss right now, apart from saying you must play it, was Her Story, which I picked up on Steam and then also on, excuse me, actually, I bought it through the developer's website. And then I also actually picked it up on the iPad because I wanted to be able to play it there. Um, I would recommend the iPad version if you can. Does it cloud sync? Uh, no, no, I don't believe it does. Um, but it is, it is, um, uh, iPhone compatible as well. So you can play it there if you prefer that. Um, it is absolutely stunning. It's like nothing else I've ever seen. I think it's my favorite. Uh, it's not, it's wrong to call it an exploration game, but it, it does, it, it is also kind of an exploration game. It's an it is an investigation mechanic that I've never seen before, and it's kind of like if Gone Home and L.A. Noir had a baby. 
But it has live action video, doesn't it? It does, and it's genius. Best full motion video game since Night Trap. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it's it's so it's so interesting. It's it's um, it's fascinating. It's a it's a great achievement. I cannot say enough positive things about it. You all have to play it immediately so that we can discuss it on this show. I also think it's interactive fiction. Like I, I played this game about halfway through. I was like, oh. If this had used words, this would be a twine game, but it's not. It's this whole other thing, and it's doing something amazing. Like, it's it's a stunning achievement. It's it's fantastic. I'm, Shut up, Reagan. It's amazing. Go play it, everyone, now. I, I've purchased it. I have not had time to play it, but I'm, I'm super looking forward to it, just solely based on the amount of people who are angry about it who haven't played it, who are hoping <laughs> yeah. it has some weird social justice angle. Um, and are already mad, but it's clear. But they say at the beginning, I haven't played the game, but... It really doesn't. It has no it's social totally justice. That, I'm, I'm... It's, it's about a woman. That's it. Like, I Isn't it, it about justice? Isn't it a, an investigation? Like it's a about criminal justice, not social Criminal justice. justice. <laughs> this can be social in a way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, a reviewer I trust has given it glowing reviews. I can't wait to try it. It's amazing. All right, um... I am super glad to be getting back to our regularly scheduled recording schedule, and uh, I'm uh, uh, super excited about what we're going to be covering over the next few weeks. So uh, stick to that podcast-catching device of yours. Um, (laughs) uh, If you like the show, uh, please do leave us a review on iTunes or just tell a friend about it. Uh, telling a friend is probably the best thing. You know, we want we want those particular listeners, you know the kind, the kind who will actually appreciate fine podcasting and I'm going to start over. <laughs> yeah, because our listeners, pro- if they appreciate fine podcasting, we won't have them for long. Exactly. So the best way that you can help the show as a listener, and uh, again, I order you to visit iTunes and to leave us a review, a five-star review. Um, if you uh, if you do this, uh, the offer still stands. Send me a screenshot, and I will make you a Dungeons & Dragons character uh, sheet. Um, of you or for you? Well, so. I, I can't exactly do of you unless you are one of the classic Dungeons & Dragons classes. So if we have any listeners that are actually wizards or rangers... <laughs> Uh, I can make it of you. Otherwise, barbarians give me, need not apply. Give me some, uh, give me some, you know, factual details from you that you think might become relevant in a fa- uh, in a fantasy world, and we'll go from there. It's a, it's a collaboration. Uh, but if you'd like to follow the show, when you do, uh, when you do want to report that you've done your 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 bidding, my bidding, and Our. have created your five star review, uh, please report that back to at underscore short game. On Twitter, yes, or, we are all or on Twitter. You can also email us. Uh, we are uh, info at theshortgame.net, or you can report through the website. There's a form there. Yes, use our web form. So, Reagan, where can pipe people find you? Uh, well, probably on Twitter. I am at Reagan K. That's R A Y G A N K. All right, and uh, Laura, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Laura J Nash. Nate? Well, you can find me on Twitter at NateSTL. And I am, as always, at 8BitShane. Uh, Thanks again for listening to The Short Game.